0: Thank you. Thank you, singers, musicians. God bless you for your faithful giving this morning. Well, this morning, I'm glad to be able to introduce someone that I consider not only a colleague in ministry but a a good friend, Peter D'Arruda. Peter is the director of New York School of Urban Ministry, also known as NISOM. And they have trained over 40,000 inner-city missionaries to serve in one of the most strategic cities in all of the world, New York City, and he is on the front lines, just doing an amazing work for God. And we as a church have taken close to probably 100 yep. trips over the 30 awesome. years for East uh, for a, a Christmas time, Thanksgiving, summer. Uh, we also have one plan for the youth for, the, for this summer. Pastor Mike's going to be taking Beautiful. some youth, and it's going to be a specific youth <laughs> trip. And so, would you give a great big welcome to uh, a good friend of ours, a man of God, someone that can preach the word, and we love dearly, and I'm not going to say, make any smart remarks because he'll come back with even smarter ones, but he probably still will, even though we love each other and we're good brothers in Christ.
1: Amen, amen, amen. amen, Thank you, Pastor. Wonderful. Give it up for Jesus. He's worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is not a, uh, a caucus here. We are the people of God. That's it. When politics would divide, it's Jesus. Thank you, Pastor and uh, Pastor Lisa and all the friends of God. You know, I was thinking about um, uh, our time here today, and uh, I've just been blessed because of the friendship uh, with the Swaminis, but also uh, I've seen the progression of how God has worked in this church all the way from a little storefront, and now God has given you your Rehoboth. He has enlarged your territory. And uh, I thank God for the opportunity. I owe it to the Lord and also to my dear friend, Maureen, Pastor Maureen Doyle, because you, you don't know this. Pastor, which one were you drinking from? That's a, uh, okay. I, I, you know, I, I, I trust the Lord, but you know. Uh, anyway, um, we had, we, we had a, we had some, we had some. Uh, oh, actually, Pastor Maureen Doyle, she's a friend of the Ruder family. Yeah. She's my, she's my sister from another mister. <laughs> and uh, she intro- we, we got to know each other uh, through a long chain of events, and she introduced me to Pastor Richard. So. Uh, if the message is good, praise the Lord. If it's bad, you can blame Pastor Maureen. But anyway, <laughs> what else is there, right? But um, uh, you heard, you, you, anyway, we'll, we'll move right along. We'll move right along here. We'll move right along. I have some information in the back. By the way, has anybody signed up for the youth uh, short-term missions trip? This- so we're announcing it right now. Praise the Lord. We're moving by the spirits. That's it, by faith. How many, what, what's the age group? Roughly, young people. Up to 18 plus 18. Okay, how many are, are somewhere around 18 years of age? Brother, put your hand down. Come on now. <laughs> You're in the house of God, brother. You can't lie. Anyway, anyway anybody about 18, come on, real high. Even the little, the, 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 the little children, two years old, are raising their hand. Come on, 18 years of age. Are you 18? 13 to 18. Come on. 13 to 18. Oh, they're fearful. They're fearful. Well, and there they are. There's some in the middle. Okay. Good, good. We're going to have a great time this summer. And uh, here is our short-term missions catalog. Mom and dad, don't worry. We're going to take care of them. We've been doing this now for Nysim has been in existence for 35 years. and In fact, I have a, a booklet here which, uh, you know, this church graciously supports some financially and in prayers and so on, various projects uh, you've had, you've helped us in, and we thank you. And this is a report right here. This is a report of the past 35 years of what God is doing. And uh, you see my picture in there. I actually put my birthday in there, but no. Actually, I want to show you some. Look, look at all these red dots right here. Red dots. This is where all the people are coming from across America. God is working. Why don't we give God praise? Amen. So here we are by the grace of God. I got in uh, yesterday afternoon and uh, all went well. Everybody seems to be on uh, uh, spring break in a way. So uh, 95, it was uneventful. That's an absolute miracle. <laughs> so anyway, I had a little extra time, and I went by uh, a Zion Gospel Temple. That's where I was uh, trained and equipped in ministry and early. I know I only look about 35, but uh, that's how uh, the Lord began to work in my life. I was I actually coming here. It's like coming home because I was born in Massachusetts. I was born in Brockton. Rocky Marciano. That was, the, you know, who's that? Oh, go, 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 see. Go, go talk to Reverend Google this afternoon, and you'll you'll find out who that is. He was a he was a, a, a ex-boxer. And um, anyway, so I took a little bit of time because uh, in New York City we don't have all this wonderful Portuguese. Uh, You know, wonderful, wonderful treats. I'm Portuguese. Anybody Portuguese here? Oh, praise God. Praise God. There's a few of us left. Amen. I don't know about the Italians, but the Portuguese. Man of war. Anyway, and so I just felt leading of the Lord because my wife said, if you don't bring it home, don't bother. Come back tonight. You'll be in the garage. So I felt the deep leading of the Lord to go to Shaw's. And I got a nice big hunk of sweetbread, Portuguese sweetbread, and some of that Gaspar's linguiça. Am I getting anybody hungry today? That is the idea. Now let's get into the word right now, and uh, I'm gonna ask that you would turn with me to page 547. You know exactly where I'm at. Amen? See, the enemy wanted you to stay in bed and study sleepology, but. God has a word for you today, amen? He has a word, not an information, infomercial, but impartation. Psalm 92, Psalm 92. And Psalm 92 says this, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. So so the next verse is really reason for verse 1. The reason why we give thanks is because in verse 2, we are people of God. Jesus said what? Be in the world, but... Oh, that was a little soft. Be in the world, but... And not of the worldly system. Don't deal as a Christian. We call people that deal as a Christian. They're a Christian. And they start dealing with issues in a carnal way. The Bible is very clear. Paul talks, it's a carnal Christian. In other words, we've been saved by the blood of Jesus. But now when things start to go sideways, we say, I'm going to take you. Hello, we're going to take, take this out on the streets. See, that, that, that's the flesh. And so we need to ask the Lord to help us. And so it's a good thing to give thanks. Verse 2, why? To show forth. Thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Take the hand of the person next to you and we're going to pray. Father, we're here to show your loving kindness. Declare your loving kindness every morning, God. Come on, why don't we thank him right now? God's given us a new day. He's given us a new breath. He's given us a new opportunity to show forth the praises of God. As First Peter says, he has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's something to shout about. Some of us should be dead today. Some of us should be incarcerated today. Some of our marriages shouldn't even be functioning today. Even some of us should be dead because we were on suicide watch. But God, today, we thank you, Jesus. As Paul said, but for the grace of God, there go I. So God, today I pray, take this word as we're still in the beginning of 2020. God, we need more than just 20, 20 average vision. God, we need a new touch. We need a new anointing. We need a new impartation of your presence. We ask it in Jesus' name and everybody said and so David is talking here in, this, in this, these verses, and the title of this message that God has been putting in my spirit, the title is, "A New anointing for a New Year." I need a new anointing. What God did in 2019, he's not going to do in 2020. What he did way back, what was the name of the street where your first church was on? Branch, Branch Avenue." In other words, there are, there are tests and challenges at branch. And then when, where's the next place? Admiral. admiral. Oh, don't you love it? Admiral. Glory to God. I, I'm feeling good, you know. Salute the captain right there, you know. <coughs> branch and and, and uh, admiral and now VZ. I don't know what that means. It's not cheesy, but vizy. It's got a little bit of chutzpah in it, you know. And whatever whatever level you're at somebody said this you know with 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 every every, there's a new test you know from every level there's a new devil well let me tell you with every level we need to ask god to give us a fresh new anointing listen church david was anointed three times if it's good enough for david it's good enough for me David was anointed king, and then Saul was still the king for about 10 years. How about that? In other words, God didn't change his mind, but he was preparing our brother by the name of David, and then he was anointed king of Judah, and then after that, king of Israel. In other words, you're single, you need an anointing, and then you're going with Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright, you need an anointing for that relationship. And then you get married. Lord, you need a fresh anointing. And then you have little Rodrigo comes on the scene. Glory to God. Then you really need an anointing. And thank God, those wonderful days. I remember my wife and I, oh, one of these diaper days got to be over. But when they got to be in middle school, Lord, have mercy. I want to go back to those diaper days. At least I could control them. Come on, somebody. I'm making it real here today. I'm from New York City. We make it real. Let's keep it real. Say it to your neighbor. Let's keep it real. A new anointing for a new year. You say, well, what's all that about? Doesn't Jesus, doesn't the Bible say, and his mercies are new every morning? You see, some of us, we just like the same old, same old. And the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way, year after year, day after day, and expecting different results. Let me tell you something. There's got to be a different result for people who begin, begin to get a little bit hungry for Jesus. For it says in Matthew five, he says, "Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness sake, they what they shall be." Well, maybe I don't know. Listen, you think that somehow the anointing is determined. By REV period in front of your name, are you kidding me? David didn't have REVP, not bishop, bishop, not apostle, not DDD and all that stuff. Listen, when you know who you are in God, you're going to be just a doorkeeper in the house of God when you know who you are in Jesus. David wasn't king. Guess what? David was a shepherd boy and God showed up and anointed him. Well, I'm going to get the anointing when they finally, the leadership really gets their their heads together and they get their act together and they notice me and now I become an elder. Now I'm really anointed. Let me tell you something, with every level there's just another anointing but with that anointing carries a great responsibility. I'm speaking to somebody here today. So I want to ask you today in 2020, what is going to empower us? Because uh, I've, been, I've been sharing some messages in some, some churches in the city, and, and I don't have time to go into it, but I did a three-part series, and it's all about a new song that enriches us, and a new wine sustains us, but it's the anointing that empowers us. Yeah. Ever see those big earth movers? Probably as big as this sanctuary. I mean, this thing is like, you know, it's it's just like a whole city coming at you. And um, you know what? You can have the biggest, the brightest, the smartest, GPS, GPS. Okay, Houston, carry on, Houston, okay, ready to move forward. Listen, Bubba, if you don't have any power in that machine, you ain't going nowhere. You can even have a smart car or a dumb car. I don't care what car you got. You've got to have something of a power that is enabling you to move forward. David wrote in Psalm 92, this is a psalm that was was not only written by David but it was read every sabbath day at home how about it why was it read every sabbath day jewish families would read it in the morning and the afternoon see the problem is we've been we've, we've been we've been we've uh, we've been we've been on facebook that's that's a morning afternoon evening Let's get our face in the book right here. Are you with me today? Let's get, let's, this is the true face book. So now in Psalm 92, the Bible tells us, it says that David said the reason why he's writing this passage of scripture is to do what? To show forth his loving kindness and his faithfulness. I want to ask you today, how do you start your day? Oh, I start with, you know, put your computer on. You've got mail. No, no, we got we got to come before the Lord and say, God, this is your day. Give us this day our daily bread. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and, me, and be glad in it. And so he goes through all these challenges Enemies are on his case. I, you read David, I, I don't know if David was bipolar or not because, I mean, a, a hypochondriac, because one minute he's always saying, Praise God, but the enemy is on his case. Let me tell you, when you're going to do anything for God, be prepared. There will be tests along the way, but through that test, there will come a testimony. Through that mess, God will begin to weave a message. Of love and character and grace oh his great grace on, if you're gonna do anything for Jesus be prepared you will take a hit along the way but my Bible tells me the battle is the Lord's not mine amen. somebody say amen. amen and so I want to give you three principles today it's found in verse we go down to verse 10 And in verse 10, I want to give you three principles today. A new anointing for a new year. I don't know what battles you're facing. I don't know what trials you're going through. I don't know what weights and circumstances you're facing, People are trying to get even to our, our ministry working. one young man from Paraguay wants to come and serve with us, going through U.S. immigration, going through the immigration attorney, this thing, that thing, another brother we work with. It took us two years to get this person from India, but he came by the grace of God. You see, but the problem is that uh, the Bible tells us hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. So, from the time that God gives you a word and a promise to the time that that promise actually takes place, remember how do I know? Because we got a good old brother Abraham, senior citizen, you know, AARP Abraham. He gets he gets a he gets a uh, promise from the Lord at about seventy-five years of age. How about that? Who is seventy-five in the house? Could I could I see a hand somewhere around seventy-five? There's a wonderful, a wonderful couple over here, Pastor Rich to your right, to your right. And, and and my brother, what do you think your wife would say or do when you got into the car and said, Honey, the Lord just spoke to me in the service? We're gonna have a baby. She's gonna say, What have you been smoking or drinking in that church? You're loco in the cabeza. I'm talking to you today. Are you with me today? And David said in verse 10, this is how it all happens. He says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I need a fresh touch. I don't know about you today. I need a fresh touch. I may be the preacher today, but I've got needs just like you. I've got problems just like you. Oh, don't pity me. Don't pity pastor. But let me tell you, the Bible says it will rain on the just and the unjust. Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation. You don't have to pray. It. Listen, Bubba, you don't have to pray about that one. It's coming, and it's got your name on it. But my Bible tells me in Isaiah 54:17 that no weapon that is formed against me and against you shall prosper. And every tongue, every tongue that would rise up, accuse you, mock you, persecute you, ridicule you, try and ruin your reputation, try and ruin your character, both from the world and from the church. Let's get real, church. I'm trying, sister. I haven't even got to my first point. I'm already running out of time. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, have to preach down there. There's no trap door down there. So three blessings, quickly, three blessings from the anointing. Number one, a fresh oil of liberty. What did David say? He didn't say, well, I'm just going to pray about it. Well, you know, if the man of God in the evangelistic uh, campaign or crusade, he would come by and, and wave his coat or take his special anointing oil. I know Pastor uh, Richard has been over in Jerusalem. And, and uh, if only I could get Pastor Richard's anointing oil, you know, right from the Mount of Olives, man, I'd really, I would really be cruising. That's all what David said. It's not a think tank, it's not a think so, it's a no so. I shall, say it, I shall be anointed with what fresh oil. Why do you think the enemy wants to take you out? Why do you think the enemy wants to distract you? Come on. Amen. It, is a, it is a proven fact in Psalm 23. David said in, in Psalm 23 verse 5, he says, thou anointest. My what head with oil, my cup, runs over. Well, you know, if you do any study about sheep, I hate to say it, but sheep are not the brightest bulb, not the sharpest tack, I'm sorry. But when you follow Jesus, it says, my sheep, hear what? My voice. Now, sheep are going along, they're grazing, and uh, the problem is that sometimes with the sheep, there would be flies and, and outside sources that would come, and they'd go like this, go like this. They, they're, they're moving their head. They're, they're starting to get a little Pentecostal, you know, must, must be Pentecostal sheep, <laughs> you know. They start to gyrate and so on. Oh, that's the anointing. No, 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 That's just a flea, a fly. A mosquito, a distraction. And I want to ask you today, what are the fleas and the flies and the mosquitoes and the bugs that come in your face, come Come in your marriage? Things are a little topsy-turvy, and you go into the office, and and there's a woman that comes and, and serves you. You know, she's got, you know, five gallons of Chanel number 55. Would you like my coffee? Come on now, let's get real. Let's get real here. Let's get real. There are preachers that have fallen off the rails with thousands of people in the meeting. 20, 40, 50, 60,000 people on TV. Millions of people. And now you can't find them. And the shepherd would come... And he would would put that special anointing on the the sheep's forehead to keep the flies away and the mosquitoes away. So I want to ask you today, how how are you and I able to show forth the the praises of God in the morning and his faithfulness at night time? I got to somehow, you know, I got I to gotta do this Pentecostal jig. You know what I mean? I, I got to psych myself up. Listen, I've done it. I get tired. We did it in the Bible school. Run around this God, Zion Gospel Temple. All the anointing. That's not what it's all about. Somehow you got to hype it up. David said, it doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from King Saul. It doesn't come from the Ammonites, Parasites, New Yorkites, New Englandites. It comes from being in the presence of Almighty God. Yeah. <clears throat> in fact, the word anoint means to smear. I you get that good old uh, turtle wax out. You go to the Local auto parts store, and you get that turtle wax, and that's a, like a paste. And you put that on that car, and you just let it drive for a little while. And then you get that buffing machine, or you get your elbow grease, and you start moving that stuff, get all that stuff on. And all of a sudden, all heaven breaks loose, and all of a sudden, all the rain is coming. Let me tell you something just because. God said to, to David, and David said, God, you've got to anoint me with fresh oil. Maybe it's a new job that you have. Maybe you go into school. Maybe there are dreams and visions God has given to you. You can't duplicate. Listen, God doesn't need anybody to duplicate. I want his anointing. I want her anointing. No, God has a tailor-made anointing. He knows your zip code. He knows your shoe size. He knows, how about this one, the gray matter that's up here, as somebody said this past week. Anyway, moving right along. (laughs) You shall anoint me with fresh oil. What did Jesus say in Luke 4, 18? He said, the anointing, the Spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me. He He has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted, You think that verse is just for people out on the streets? There are some people in your family that are broken, abused, and bruised. How am I going to minister to these people in my La Familia? How am I going to raise my kids? I don't know how to do it outside his anointing. That was two amens. You see, when your anointed stuff will hit you but it will not stick to you. There's a lot of stuff, Pastor, that Christians are facing today because a lot of stuff is sticking to us. I would guarantee, Pastor, that if we would really take these verses to heart and say, God, anoint me with fresh oil." People that have a counseling degree, I hate to tell you, we're going to put you on the unemployment line because guess what? I know people that are in ministry, they've got an REV period in, in, in period in, their, in front of their name, and they've been in counseling for 26 years, dealing with stuff. But when you're anointed, when God has smeared you with his glory and his grace and you're coming to him morning, say it with me, morning and evening, it ain't sticking. Say it to your neighbor, it ain't sticking. I'm not going to let it stick anymore. It says in 2 Samuel 119. Samuel asks the question, "Why are the mighty fallen? What happened?" The Bible tells us is because Saul did not anoint his shield. Are you with me today? Well, we just got to do it. We just got to do it again. Glory to God! Hallelujah! It says in Luke 8:43 and 48, there was a woman with an issue of blood. She was hemorrhaging for 12 years. Every doctor, every gynecologist, every specialist could not help her. And then she turned to Jesus and she said, Jesus, he said, I, she said, I've heard about you. I've I've seen you in in face value right now, in person. And she reached out and touched him. You know, it's not just about hearing about Jesus. You've got to touch Jesus. We have to come encounter with God. And maybe you're hemorrhaging with issues. My brother, my sister, I know people today that the father or the mother or the uncle is dead and buried in the grave and they're still having issues. That person in the grave is still controlling them. You know why? It's because they forgot to say, God, anoint me because now that stuff is not going to Define who I am. Can I get an amen here today? Now, the Bible tells us in the Message Bible, get our tech people in just one minute, hold steady, thank God for the tech people, amen. Can I thank God? Can we give God praise for the tech people? That's a little weak, come on, guys. This is what it says in the Message Bible. Put the first slide up here, please. Put the first slide up. This is what it says. It says in the Message Bible, Psalm 92, verse 10, but you have made me a charging bison. Hello, are you there? You're looking at me like I got five heads. Well, my staff do all the time. Say, well, Brother Peter, I just love Jesus. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make any waves. Let me tell you, David said, when God comes upon your life, you're coming out like, like do you know how 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 much weight that is? He says you're not just gonna be a bison, you're gonna be a charging bison, and a charging bison can go up to 35 miles an hour. That's how fast a horse runs. You know, what, Elmont or the Kentucky Derby, they're going about 35, 40 miles an hour. Glory to God, there's an anointing. (laughs) And and get this, that that bison weighs 3,500 pounds. It's like an earth mover coming at the enemy. He said, when you anoint me, I'm going to come out charging. You see, that's why the enemy does not want you to spend time with jesus because you're going to be a bison and you're going to be saying uh, uh, to uh, to uh, your other friends could you could you do my you know could you give me a pedicure a manicure could you just but when the when the anointing of god comes upon your life Come on now. You better get your sneakers on. Get rid of those floor shines. Get rid of your stilettos, because let me tell you, it's the pedal to the metal. We're coming after you in the name of Jesus. Some of you are just dealing with anxiety and depression. The promise of God has come to you, but you don't see the fulfillment of it. And guess What? That's you know some people say well, what's the difference between a bison and, and a and a, and buffalo? Well, they're so, from the same family. They come from different parts of of the world. But if I could use the word so candidly, that's a lot of bull. I mean, that stuff that is moving, man. It is moving. Guess what? That's what God's people are when God is anointing all of us, pastor, not just the pastors or the leadership. Or the deacon, you say, well, what does a deacon do? He deeks for Jesus, but I'm saying, a deacon, an elder. Being in New York City as an urban missionary, we heard the word of God. We were living 33 years ago in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Come to the city, everything is okay. Moving to this little place that we thought was an apartment but was an old men's room. They boarded up all the old toilets, beautiful thing. We started painting, renovate. roaches are coming out of the wall. You know what I mean? In the name of Jesus. I mean, I'm telling you, it was like one of those things that you go in an amusement park. They're all popping up. I had people, Christians and ministry from Pennsylvania, come and see me. Peter, we, we knew you were a little strange. Now you've really lost it. I said, do you think that I'm going to allow a cucaracha, a rat, or a roach to take the anointing, to take the call of God. Because guess what? If we are, we're just sitting on our blessed assurance and we're just sitting there 3,500 pounds of divine potential and energy. But when the anointing of God comes upon your life, he is the resurrection, he is the life, I'm gonna arise. I'm coming out. I'm coming out of this service. I'm coming out of my depression. I'm coming out of my disgustedness. I'm coming out of my sin. I'm coming out of my problem. Oh, can I get an amen here in this? You may have to, thank you, sister. I'm preaching in Brooklyn next Sunday. You'll be there. You may have to call your psychiatrist this afternoon and put it on the answering service and say, I'm done with you. I'm going all the way with God. The height of that bison goes eight feet, two inches. Pastor Michael, would you please stand quickly? How tall are you, my brother? Six-four. Six-four. This bison is going to be higher than Pastor Michael. 3,500 pounds. Lord have mercy. I'm telling you, this is a, this is a, a bison that's on steroids. Steroids. Holy Ghost steroids. Let's move on quickly. It says in verse 2, uh, chapter, uh, in, in Psalm 92, verse 12, number 2, he says, not only is there anointing for liberty, a flourishing life. You see, when you're under the anointing, next slide, look at this here. The righteous, say it, let's all say it together. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree he shall grow like a cedar of Lebanon. A palm tree. A palm tree. Ever see anybody from the islands, the Caribbean or anywhere? Yes, ma'am. No, man? They grow somewhere around a 100 feet tall. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? I'm going nosebleed heaven. You got to grow. Grow. In fact... Those palm trees can resist winds of over 200 miles an hour. You see them in the Philippines, and the Caribbean. They're 100 feet tall. And when the winds come, they're like this. And, and, And the tops of those palm trees are actually hitting the ground. But they come back up again. They come back up again. Let's go to the next slide, quickly. Then he says in verse... Verse 12, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and he shall grow, say the word grow, Grow. like a cedar cedar." in Lebanon. Now, I would think, okay, this is, by the way, this is a cedar in Lebanon. You can go to the next slide, please, brother. Thank you. Look at those, those cedars. Now, I would think that those cedars, as I began to do some looking and research, I would think that, you know, somehow, you know, those cedars would be somewhere like in Florida, you know, heaven's waiting room, okay? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe in a nice little tropical area. But look where those cedars are. Those cedars are in difficult places. Those cedars can go from 3,000 to over 6,000 feet above sea level. They can exist where lions and bears and canaries and your dog cannot exist. When God begins to do something in your life and we allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come upon your life, when all hell breaks loose, when things go sideways, when people say you're not smart enough, You're not bright enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not sharp enough. You can say, Bubba, in the name of Jesus, your word tells me, God, you're going to anoint me with fresh oil. And when everything passes away, your word never passes away. Can I get an amen? Why don't we give God praise right now? Those cedars, those cedars, the trunk of a cedar grows to about. Pastor Michael, would you come here again, please? I, it's you know, usually sometimes it's, it's not good to be tall, but in this message, it's good to be tall. <laughs> now, my brother, you're about six feet, right? Four, six, feet. six four, okay, six four. This, this is how, now, brother, I, I hate to do this here. Could you just lay, no, no, excuse me, lay on this platform here. No, no. this is probably the last time I'm going to speak here, but anyway. No, no, no. no. Look how, Look how wide this is. Look how wide. Look how wide. That's how wide God is going to grow you. He wants to expand your vision. He went from, you can get up now, thank you. Give give, Give it up for our brother. You went from Branch Avenue. You went from there to Admiral. In other words, God is growing this church. Not only physically, but spiritually. He's growing you. He's growing me. Pastor's not the same. I saw his picture. He looks like a teenager when they first started Branch Avenue. When I was at Nysem, I looked like I was five years old. You know, give me a break. But we're not the same as we were 30 and 40 years ago because guess what? With every level, God gives us a new, fresh anointing. And in that level, He begins to grow us. Come on, grow. Church, it's time to grow. And when you grow, you will glow. People want to be around a a growing, glowing Christian. The world is... Oh, in Jesus' name. Siri. I'm telling you. It's warfare even on the platform. That cedar is so powerful... So useful. The Bible tells us in Second Samuel five eleven that David used it in it building of his palace. Solomon used it in the building of his temple and his palace. You see how God wants to work in your life. Why the enemy says, "Well, you know, just just the sort of just just be all laid back for Jesus." I must tell you today that God is looking to develop the untapped divine potential that is in each and every one of you. It's not about a title. It's about his anointing. And when you get that anointing within your spirit, my Bible tells me in Isaiah 20:10 and verse 27, it doesn't say the anointing. Some say the anointing breaks the yoke, but there's many translations that say the anointing destroys the yoke. There's a difference because when something is broken, you can go to Walmart and now you get some super glue and you fix it up. But when God destroys it, it's finito, it's finished. It can't be put back together. Remember in the the Iraq War and uh, uh, Norman Schwarzkopf, our general was telling us and showing us all the slides. And they would have, they have to create some, some uh, uh, missiles, they called them bunker bombs. Because the enemy had developed all these unground tunnels way, way deep in the earth. And when those bombs, it wouldn't just explode, but as it would go deeper and deeper, that bomb would continue to blow. That's what the anointing does. I don't care if something happened to you yesterday or last week or last year or there's an abuse or there's an offense or there's a misunderstanding. David said, there are enemies on my case, people on my back. But he said, God, you will anoint me with fresh oil. Come on, give him praise. Number three, and we'll close a fruitful legacy, a fruitful legacy. He said in verse uh, 13, we can have the worship team come back. It says right here, now you say to yourself, okay, this anointing is good and so on and so forth. But how, 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 do I, how do I get that anointing? Or how, how, as Pastor was saying a little while ago, you know, it's one thing about being saved, saved from our sins. It's another thing, staying saved. We talk about God's saving power, but we also need His what? His keeping power. God, what are you going to do to sustain me, to to enable me to make it in 2020 and beyond? Well, I'm glad you asked that question this morning because the answer to it is found in verses 13, 14, and 15, and we close. It says, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Now, if you're just watching you know, the young and the restless, you're watching all this news and media, nothing wrong with watching that, but if you're watching it 24-7, you're like, I'm that bison, but I, I just feel like I just want to just retire. I just want to sort of chillax. Let me tell you what Jesus has done in your life and my life. He saved us. He redeemed us. There is so much potential. Can you imagine that bison? And you've got to imagine yourself, well, I'm just a little sister in the Lord. Yeah, you're a little little sister with a 3,500-pound attitude when the anointing of God comes upon your spirit. You say, devil, you're not going to take out my son, my daughter, my wife, my dog. You're not going to make me bankrupt. Even if I was bankrupt, I'm coming out in the name of Jesus. I'm arising as a mighty army, as a mighty one warrior of God I'm not going to take it anymore you know sometimes you're in the battle so long you just take it and take it and take it and you're getting a little bit weary and what and, and God brought me here from New York City to let you know you got to say to the devil I'm not taking it anymore yeah. you're throwing this stuff in my face I'm not going to take this depression I'm not going to take what the doctor says I'm going to go with what Dr. Jesus says I am the God that healeth thee. As we close, preachers close six times. He says in verse 14, if anybody is 60 years or older, can I see your hand? Come on, be real now, be real, be real. This is a word for you. It says, they shall bring forth fruits in their old age. You shall be fat. Oh, I love that. Because I like to eat. I don't know what you're doing this afternoon, but I know when they bring me in, I get some good food, so I'm not going to be hungry. You're going to be fat, and you're going to be flourishing. People look at me. We've been through so many challenges. People have come against us. People have sued us in New York. You say, oh, well, just a great ministry. I'm telling you, just to get that hospital building. People sued us for $5 million. Recently, some other Christians, we were closing our one program down and and, and got to convert it into another program for foster care kids. And some Christians were living there. We gave them time to move out. Guess what some of those Christians did? 11 of them took us to Supreme Court in New York City. Are you kidding me? Born again, tongue-talking, Bible-believing, holy-rolling, Christians. So church, I'm being real today because there's stuff that happens in your life and unless you and I say, God, you've got to smear me afresh today, you're going to wind out being bitter and brittle Indifference. Don't even want to come to church. Don't even want to pray. You just want to back away. But he said the way God's people are going to flourish is you've got to be in the courts of the Lord. You've got to go right to God. Say, well, Lord, I was in Bible school. I went to Zion. We were all at the altar crying out to God. Say, God, use us. We